This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For DGS on KMOX, uh, Rachel's in Japan. She'll be back on Monday. So we've been having some friends sitting with us. Michael Kelly is here. Bottom of the hour, we're going to have Senator Bill Eigel on uh, because yesterday we had Senator Rowden on, who is the president of the Senate, who stripped uh, Senator Eigel and four of his uh, uh, compatriots of their committee assignments because he thinks they are the chaos uh, conference and their uh, swamp creatures and XYZ and, and all they want to do is cause chaos. They don't want to get along with anyone. Uh, and so we wanted to give uh, Bill Eigel his say just to be fair and balanced as much as we can. So that's going to be at 2.30. Michael Kelly, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I guess it's hard to complain about the rain because at least it's not zero degrees out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not snow or ice. Right. Yeah. Uh, did your parents make you eat stuff you didn't want to eat when you were a kid? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so my mom uh, made this thing called split pea soup. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It was green. It looked like baby uh, throw up or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and my dad hated it. We hated it. There was there were six of us, six kids. So, I mean, she had to cook for a lot right. of us. And it wasn't like they were swimming in cash. And so uh, I remember one time she went downstairs to um, – do the laundry my mom did while we were all eating, you know, and she was for, and my dad like helped us all like pour our stuff out, but not all of it, so that it looked like we were yeah. still uh, eating it. But that, and then how about the, you can't get up from the table until you finish your milk, and sometimes hey. that milk would be there for an hour and a half. That's Andrew's life. Thank you. Yes. Ugh. So my story is that my mom really wanted me to drink milk. I refused because I didn't like it. And so her thing was she put a little medicine cup with a little lid on it that we had. She would fill that up with milk, and she'd say, you can't eat or drink anything else until you just down this little, like, half a shot of milk. Then you can have whatever you want. Uh, just I Probably just a principal thing for her. Yeah. But I would resist for as long as I possibly could. But it would be, like, in my pocket or whatever all day when we go to the zoo or whatever. So you, it's like you, you can't, can't drink tell it the story now. Again. It's, it's like, really making me queasy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really and gross. you're not smart enough when you go to the zoo to pour it out, Andrew? No, I'm not, Michael. Uh, well. well, see, this is the thing, though. I, mean, like, I didn't think about that until just now. <laughs> well, I got a great story for you, too. I, so this is not related to eating, but things that you didn't figure out till late in life. I was a hyperactive child. 
had a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I was the only boy, so they didn't know how to deal with me. I had these five sisters. So my parents would be like, okay, Michael, you need to go get some energy off, run around the house and ding the doorbell. And so I would, you know, you got to go do five laps and I'd have to ding the doorbell, you know, every time. It wasn't until high school that I figured out I could just stand next to the doorbell and ding it. Just <laughs> ding it every couple of minutes. That's a true story. That's funny. My sisters will love that. That's awesome. Yeah, but it was miserable having to be forced to eat that stuff. Now, we yeah. also, did you guys, um, there was a lot of us, as I explained, We my dad's favorite cookies were called pinwheels. Yeah, familiar. Yeah, and they were, uh, they're like... Uh, um, marshmallow-covered chocolate, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and maybe there's eight of us, so there there were ten. And so what he would do, what we would do at the end of dinner is we'd play Honest John to see who got to have the last Not familiar. cookies. I, I don't even remember how to play it, but mm-hmm. I would always remember, like, oh, there's two cookies left. Who's going to get them? <laughs> oh, well, I'll play Honest John. And uh, I think he'd just, you know, oh, it's Colleen's turn, you know, that kind of stuff. Ah. But we'd play a game. It was fun. But my, my poor mom, she was the quintessential... That era mom, uh-huh. like, you know, didn't work outside the house, uh, made everything we ate. There was, I mean, McDonald's, you serious? Like, that's leap year birthdays. Um, <laughs> and, and she was a baker. And so every single day she would make fresh chocolate chip cookies or mm. pies or cakes. All I wanted were ding-dongs. <laughs> All I wanted were ho-hos. Right. Because other kids would have those. And, I, and I'd just be like, can I just... Can brother just get a ding dong? And she'd get so mad and offended. Oh, yeah. And now you, you, no way you'd want the store bought versus the homemade. I, I wouldn't want a, a 2024 ding dong. Um, this again, I sound a million years old, but uh, the ding dongs from my era when they were individually wrapped in foil. <laughs> And what we pass off as dongs today, <laughs> I had one about six months ago, and I didn't finish it. Well, uh, and that's the sh- first time I've not finished a Hostess product in my whole life. And it's wow. probably so processed that it's it so could t- sit it out for, for three years and still look terrible. and taste the same. Yeah. I still, I, I still like them. I didn't know they still didn't wrap them in the tinfoil. I no. can remember them wrapping them in the foil. Mm-mm, not for a long, long time. Hmm. Huh. But yeah, no, if, I, if my mom, <clears throat> she can't bake anymore. Um, sissy. Uh, <laughs> no, if my mom could make a pie, oh, I'd I'd pay five hundred dollars for it. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Yeah, I feel that way with my mom's chili. She makes chili, and so you know, you grow up on something. Yep. I don't know if it's the greatest chili ever. Yeah, but it's the chili I associate That's with right. my life. So, like, whenever she makes it, we're all like, yeah. "Can we have a bowl of? You yeah. know, can you save some for us?" We uh, love you, mom. <laughs> my mom would make macaroni and cheese, and it was just. You could you could just turn it over and it would stay in one piece. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. It would like you would cut it to to get a piece of macaroni and cheese. And uh, and when I was in college or something, I saw someone eating something that looked delicious and creamy. And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's mac and cheese. I'm like, my ass. That's not mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is one solid thing. Yeah, it comes that's, out like a bundt cake. That's some, yeah. sort of, that's some sort of stew you've got there. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, I mean, look, times are what they are. And uh, I have no problem whatsoever, obviously, with women in the workforce and what have you. But like during that time, Like, you only know what you know. And in my neighborhood, just that's what it was. That was just what it was. Dads went to work at the refinery. Moms were home if you needed them. And, like, that's just what it was. I can remember. Thank you for bringing this up. I hope these stories aren't boring you. But I can remember going to the grocery store with my mom when we were little. And when there's eight of you, it's a lot, right? Mm. 
So I remember we would fill up one basket, and then we'd have to get a second basket so that she we could get all our groceries. And I was a kid, and when she'd ring it up, and it was a hundred dollars for both baskets. The other day, I literally was at a grocery store with something I held in my hand, yeah. and it was a hundred dollars, yeah. and it all fit well, in a one paper bag. Well, when you're getting champagne and caviar. Oh come on! <laughs> what do you think I'm living your life? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've told this before, but. <laughs> We would go, uh, we had a little um, uh, IGA called Charlie's Market, and uh, which, by the way, my, my niece, who's really smart, she's only eight years younger than me, until she's like, what, 51 now, she was about 40 when she realized that it was Charlie's Market, his name wasn't Charlie Schmarket. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, at Charlie Schmarket, we oh, had, great. It, was, it was four aisles. And when I was about five, I got lost in the detergent aisle. It's only four aisles. And I got so upset that I remember uh, falling down and crying and kicking my hands and feet, which was, was a big move for me back then. <clears throat> and I remember literally having the thought, well, I guess this is where I live now. <laughs> Like, this is just what I do. <laughs> People can come visit me next to the tide. <laughs> like, I was going to be a golem just back there. Like, yeah. yeah. Supposedly, he's uh, been there since 1970. So I've made my bed, and it seems I must lie in it. <laughs> and then this was one of the weirdest things ever. Um, we would go to Kmart every Friday. And uh, they gave me a pretty good allowance because I was able to buy an album each week. And so I would go to the albums and almost all the Beatles albums until I had all those and I was branching out. But but this would happen every single week. I'd probably 12, 13, and I'd be going through the albums, 10, 15 minutes, and then I would get hit with this panic that they were going to leave me there. And I would go through Kmart uh, like just looking aisle down, aisle down, not there, not there, not there, and I know they've left me. Uh, unless the blue light special was in uh, women's lingerie, then I would follow the blue light <laughs> and just be like, oh, what's what are the prices? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was what's little, going on over here? I was a little freak. I, I thought my mom and dad were going to just leave without me. I could understand that. <laughs> I, I have, I've had that uh, happen to me before where I thought my parents are going to leave me and I'm sure there were several times they wanted to man one of the worst uh, <laughs> we went to it was either Jack's or Better or the Ground Round and it was at Jamestown Mall and their big thing was eating the peanuts and throwing them on the floor. Mm-hmm. And the floor is covered in peanuts because mm-hmm. this is what they do. Ugh. And so I eat a peanut and throw it on the floor. My dad's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm throwing peanuts on the floor. <laughs> it's the gig. And he was like, well, other people may do that, but the Glovers don't throw food on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the whole marketing strategy. <laughs> same, same, same meal. Uh Blighted by the light, light came on, and I'm singing, wrapped up like a douche, another roller in the night, and my dad just reaches out and just, like, slaps the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. So, after the whole peanut debacle, I don't have it in me to explain to him, this is what the man is saying, which wasn't what the man was no, saying. No, but everybody thought it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most common misheard lyrics of all time. Yeah. It's deuce, right? D-U-E-C-E. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> Who wrote that? I don't know. I, I know. Do. Yeah, I go ahead. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yeah. I think it's a car, right? It could be. Hey, I Kyle. Always, Kyle, jump on there. 
Jump on the mic. <laughs> Kyle's 22. Yeah. Do we sound a million years old right now? What was that? <laughs> I said, do we sound a million years old right now? No, 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 no. No, you can be honest. Uh, you don't. You don't. Okay. Do your parents talk like this? Or they're probably only in their 40s, aren't they? Uh, my parents are in their 50s, and yes, they do. Okay. How old were you when you got a cell phone? Uh, right in the beginning of high school, my freshman year of yeah. high school. Wow. Reasonable. Yeah, that's very not that reasonable. much. Di- I got it when I was 16, so that's not that's not too far. They off. didn't exist when we were kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I see these little people, you know, walking around with cell phones all the time. I'm like, could you imagine being in fifth grade with a cell phone? Man, my version of that was CBs were huge. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, and especially buddy. where I grew up. And uh, all, all these people in South Rock Santa were in a little CB group. And uh, my dad uh, was also fascinated by it. He had a CB radio in his car. And then he bought a portable one. And it only went, like, I don't know, eight blocks or something. But when I was in about sixth grade, my buddy Daryl Angleton and I uh, would call each other on the CB. And you'd have to break in. Breaker, breaker, one nine, right? <laughs> and he was the burgermeister and I was super jock. Uh, and uh, these people hated us. <laughs> like, they would just be talking about swamp goat stuff, you know, wife swapping or whatever it was <laughs> they were doing in South Roxana. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cousin swapping at like seven. What's the difference? No, that was that was, that was done in public <laughs> at, at seven p.m. or so. It'd be like breaker one nine super jockin', and people oh they hated us. <laughs> they'd be like go ahead, and I'd be like what are you doing? <laughs> we just had we had walkie talkies. That was the big thing. Oh, those were, we couldn't afford those. Yeah, well they were. It was also a later thing. That was more of an eighties thing because. That was just like the next gen. So we would get like the thing and you'd get the pack of two. They always came in twos. And you're like, I'm going to give one to my best friend. But then if they're more than like four houses away, they can't, you can't yeah. do it. So it's got to be somebody right in that little proximity. Right. But we did that same exact thing, except it's just one way. You know, it's just those two. Yeah. You don't have any of that other traffic out there. You know, no truckers listening. We didn't have a party line, but, uh, you know, mom and dad would answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And be like, Dave, someone's on the line for you. And only a couple times was it a girl. But when it was, you would stretch that wire out as oh, far yeah. as it would go yep. into yep. your room. Uh-huh. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we had, yeah. We'd, we'd get the accidental party line sometimes where you'd be on a call and all of a sudden you'd hear other people. And we're like, everybody's like, who's this? Why are you on this line? Get off my line. Get-. And it was we- such a weird, like, random thing that would mm-hmm. happen. You just get crossover. We uh we had I had five sisters so so we had the same thing we all uh, would have to use the same phone well the girls obviously used the phone a lot and the rule was if somebody uh, call waited in on you you had to answer it because it could be for dad's work yeah well you would see the girls like you said coming down the hall I mean <laughs> running like they're Usain Bolt to get to the phone to be able to click over to get to the other line because God help you if you missed yeah. that you were in trouble yeah. Or if mom was on, uh, <laughs> will you please quiet? I'm on long distance. <laughs> oh, shoot. oh, man. Had I known that, I'd, uh, Don't I'd dial acted long normal, distance. mom. Don't dial long distance. <laughs> and remember when cell phones were like, uh, you'd wait until after 8 p.m. or something like that? <laughs> yeah. When it was free. free. Call you after 8. It was only free after 8, yeah. The very first car I bought right after I graduated law school, uh, 1989 uh, Nissan 240SX. Cool car. Came with uh, a, a cell phone on a console in yeah. the middle yeah. with like a Bluetooth thing. I don't even know how we had that technology. Huh. But it was about $4 a minute. 
And I called everyone I'd ever met in my life. Uh oh. <laughs> Just driving along, you hit the. Yeah, I was like, hey, it's Dave Glover. Like, I don't know a Dave Glover. I'm like, we're in second grade together. I'm calling you from my car. <laughs> Did you get them in a car? <laughs> And the very first bill I got was like $1,100. And that's when my bad (laughs) credit started. He's like, oh, no. (laughs) I remember seeing the, like, I don't remember seeing a cell phone before college. And you would see these guys in Miami with their, like, Ferraris and stuff. And they would hold this thing to their ear that looked like the World War II radio. (laughs) Yes. This giant thing. And I was like, what is that? They're like, that's a car phone. My first one was in line for the Ninja at Six Flags. And a guy had a portable one. In a bag. Yes, like he was calling in an airstrike. <laughs> <and not. laughs> Danger close! Danger close! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DGS. So uh, the only social media I have is TikTok, which I need to get rid of, but I can't. Uh, But these guys were telling me there's a story how AI generated nudes of Taylor Swift, the most famous woman in the world, are now out there and they're everywhere. And I was asking them, well, what's the difference between that and like a a nude fake, which has been around for a very long time? Like a Photoshop. Photoshop, yeah. (laughs) And I think it's just it's just the the quality of them. But which is that's that's an interesting story. Feel terrible for Taylor Swift and her family. That's a terrible thing. It shouldn't happen. But uh, these guys were telling me that you can't openly use Twitter in public anymore or in your office because really pornographic things show up having nothing to do with what you're looking for. Oh, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yep. Ads just pop up. Yeah, Yeah, so Twitter has no advertisers. So 
they have to take whatever advertisers they can get, which means we have to see whatever advertisers they can get. There's one in particular that I keep seeing, and I know a lot of people do too, maybe Kevin and, and, and Michael, maybe you guys too, but it's like a, uh, it's like a, a phone app where you put in like a picture of a woman and it will show you like <clears throat> a, using AI, it will show you like a, a drawing of her without the clothes on. And you see this like, 30 times a day on here. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you you can't, you feel like you can't bring it up at work and look at it for show prep well, because everyone's going to be like, oh, well, I guess you're looking at that at work, aren't you? Yeah. And it would make sense if you're following like Playboy and Hustler and that kind of stuff. But I mean, I think I follow like 100 people. It's all politics. No, you so the make... algorithm's not feeding me that. It's just, uh, yeah. I'm getting uh, Taylor Swift yeah. topless. You with can her, make you know... anything an ad. You can just, mm. if you just, uh, uh, Drop a little cash towards Twitter. You can just, uh, they call it promoting it. Was it like that pre-Musk? No. No. I mean, they had ads, but not as nothing. many and not the ridiculous because nature they of had, them. They had advertisers like Apple and, you know, McDonald's and Disney. Those were the people who advertised on Twitter when uh, Jack owned it. And then when Musk took over and brought all the Nazis back and alienated everybody who was an advertiser... Now they just have to literally take whatever they can get because they're bleeding money. So any random company like that who wants to push out yeah. ads on Twitter, that's all they got. Did I ever tell you I'm best friends with Jack Dorsey? You are? Yeah. A few years back when I had Foxpaw, uh-huh. uh, I reached out through a mutual friend. Yeah. I wanted to consult with him because uh-huh. we were going to be gazillionaires too and we'd be seeing each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, he answered the phone. He's like, hey, Dave, I listened to your show. And I was just like, you wow. D. That's We're cool. We're not best friends, but he, he'd listen to the show. So he follows me on Twitter. Oh, cool. Um, and Tell I, him I said hey. Yeah, I've talked to him <laughs> once, but uh, I think good for him, right? Like, he's got billions yeah. now, and I, I assume he's, like, living a, a no, spiritual he, life, right? He, whatever he, he runs, wants. He runs another, he, run, he started, like, a Twitter competitor. Oh. Yeah, I believe he runs Blue Sky, which is the big Twitter competitor. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back guys, DJS and KMOX 235. Happy Thursday. So yesterday around 4.30, we had uh, Senator Caleb Browden on from Columbia. He is the president pro tem of the Missouri Senate in Jeff City. And uh, he has taken some action. I think it's five of his colleagues that he has stripped of their committee assignments. Part of what I think like the Freedom Caucus that we have in the uh, United States House. Uh, he called them the Chaos Caucus and their swamp creatures. And uh, so Senator Bill Igel from St. Charles, who's also running uh, to be uh, our next governor, is uh, with me. He's on hold, and uh, we're going to play about 40 seconds of what uh, Senator Rowden said yesterday so all of you can hear it and so Bill can hear it. Then we'll uh, let him respond. Go ahead, Andrew. They're not arguing about policy. They're arguing about process. They're undermining um, the floor leader, Cindy Laughlin, from Shelbina that they actually all voted for and elected um, just, just for the purpose of uh, of chaos, I, it is my view now that they have attempted to and maybe have broken the Senate just simply in a place so that they can claim that the game is rigged against them. And and so yesterday we uh, removed a number of them from committees, and and uh, it's the culmination of of six years of what I I believe to be. Um, you know, intentional um, malice and intentional, you know, um, just basically trying to, to, to make this place something that really is unrecognizable to people who have served in it previously. So that was, once again, the president pro tem of the Senate, uh, Senator Rowden from Columbia, about, among others, uh, Senator Bill Eigel, who joins us now. Bill, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's good to be on. So take us anywhere you want, Bill. Tell us about uh, how you got here or push back. The time is yours. Yes, yeah, so uh, the, there's a small group of senators in Jefferson City right now working in the Missouri Senate to pass some of the biggest Republican priorities uh, that we want to get done this session. The biggest of these is a reform of our initiative petition process, uh, because we've seen in recent years uh, big out-of-state special interests come into Missouri and use the relatively low standard to change our Constitution to get some very liberal leftist policies put into our founding document. And uh, we saw last week the pro-abortion forces uh, put together $2 million uh, to put behind an initiative petition campaign that's going to re-enshrine abortion back into the, the, the Constitution like we've seen happen in other states. So uh, we feel like there is a sense of urgency to get an initiative re- petition reform bill uh, that will require a much broader coalition of Missourians to change the founding document of our state. I mean, look no, no further than how hard it is to change the federal Constitution. And we've been bold and loud uh, and aggressive with our colleagues who, quite frankly, up until today, uh, haven't done much to actually push these issues forward. I mean, one of the first things that you have to do is refer these bills to committees so that we can move them through the process. And after voting against our attempts to uh, uh, accelerate that process last week, we said, hey, very simply, we're going to keep 
pushing and pushing until you refer these bills and get them to the floor. Well, as a result of all those efforts, you know, Caleb Brown keeps saying we're not very effective, but today as a result of all the pushing we've been doing, Caleb Brown referred not just the not just the initiative petition reform bills, he referred all the bills. So we now finally, as a result of what we've been doing, we not only have movement on initiative petition reform, we've got movement on my bill to cut personal property taxes. We've got movement on my bill that's going to disqualify Joe Biden from the ballot. And it's because we were willing not to bow to their pressure. Well, they've, get, they've become so uncomfortable for that, that this week they started doing petty things like stripping our chairmanships to try to silence our voices. They, were t- they took our parking space. Today, Cindy O'Loughlin actually called for my expulsion from the Senate. She called for me to be expelled from my seat because they're so unhappy that we're making it uncomfortable. But making the status quo uncomfortable is exactly what's getting movement on these bills, and we're not going to be intimidated by these guys. Uh, You know, the same thing happened to Donald J. Trump. Uh, For the past year, you've had the left trying to kick him off the ballot, trying to charge him with crimes, doing everything they can to silence Donald J. Trump. Well, guess what? They're doing it. Caleb Brown and Cindy Laughlin, they're doing it to us in the Senate. They think that taking my parking spot is going to somehow intimidate me into not standing up on the floor and calling them out for their lack of action. It's not going to work. My commitment is to the people in eastern St. Charles County that, that elected me twice. They're not going to expel me, and they're not going to silence me. We're going to keep on fighting, and today was a good day because what we're doing is working. Initiative petition reform finally is moving through the Senate. If you're just joining us, that's uh, Senator Bill Eigel. Uh, Bill, let me put some words in your mouth that you can disagree with. Uh, In your estimation, is Senator uh, Rowden and and, and others uh, who are on his side, would you call them bad conservatives, or do you think they're just lazy about the legislative process, or, or neither of those apply? Well, I think that uh, you don't have to take my word for the fact that, I, that uh, Caleb is the, the, one of the most liberal members of the Republican caucus. Look at his voting records. I mean, our friends over at the uh, American Conservative Union, those are our friends at CPAC, our friends uh, at the Club for Growth, who, who grade the voting records of state legislators all over the country every single year, have consistently uh, graded the votes that Caleb Rowden has taken, not just on procedure, but on policies of substance. As one of the most liberal members of the Republican caucus, he typically he consistently votes uh, with the GOP platform, which is ultimately what we're trying to enact in this state, less than 50 percent of the time on the biggest votes that matter. So, And again, that's not me saying it. You don't have to put the words in my mouth. Those words, those are the words that are coming out of national groups that look at exactly these kind of things. And I think that, you know, as I travel this state, and you, you mentioned I'm running for governor, I'm talking to a lot of Republicans. Well, there's a lot of Republicans out there that are very upset because they see the status quo, or we informally call it the swamp, that give a bunch of lip service to, yeah, we want to do conservative things, but when the opportunity arises to actually push them through the system, they're voting against these uh, uh, procedures, and it takes a small collective group of freedom fighters uh, that I've been working with in the Freedom Caucus to apply the sufficient amount of pressure to a Caleb Brown to do the right thing. So uh, if Caleb doesn't want to see so much strife in the Senate chamber, all he's got to do is vote for IP reform. But I don't think that his words ever really match his actions. And I think that if there are folks out there that are listening to us right now, and they're angry and they're frustrated about the fact that these big supermajorities of Republicans 
aren't really getting anything done down in Jefferson City. I want them to know you're not alone. There are people all over this state that are frustrated and tired of looking at other big red states uh, for leadership on the issues of matter, whether it's standing up behind Texas when they push back on the uh, invasion that's coming over our southern border, whether it's standing up uh, for taxpayers that are being crushed by a personal property tax that most other states have already gotten rid of, whether it's the farmers in our state that are upset about the fact that we have foreign countries, whether it's China or any other foreign country coming into our country, into our state and buying up our food supply, we're going to put a stop to it. And I am sick and tired of of taking the excuses of the, of the status quo. And that's really where Caleb Rowden comes from. And by the way, I don't hold any personal animosity against Caleb Rowden. I've never, I've never uh, had a, held a personal uh, hedge against someone because of their philosophical views. I don't have any. I get along with a lot of my colleagues. I don't have any personal animosity against him. But you know what? I want him to do what he promised he was going to do in campaign season, and that's pass things like initiative petition reform. And if i got to go out on the Senate floor every single day and talk and talk and talk until he does it, I'm willing to fight. So, Bill, I'm not much of a parliamentarian, but what I hear you saying is, as of today, your, uh, what you and, and your colleagues want will get a hearing, uh, mm-hmm. I guess will get a vote. Let's say that it goes against you. Will you guys say, okay, fair enough, we got to, to the playing field, we lost, we'll move on, or do you have other plans? Well, I think that the, so initiative petition reform is just one of the big items that we'd like to see done this session. So, yes, there's a fight ongoing right now trying to push initiative petition reform uh, and get that done. I, I would actually be very surprised if it ultimately fails on a vote, which is why we're pushing so hard to just get it through the process. If it does, then really that's a question for the people of this day. You know, how are they going to react? Are they going to continue voting for the people that are voting against Republican priorities down in Jefferson City? I think that, you know, this is 2024. Uh, the public is going to be paying very close attention to what's happening in our state and national capitals. And there's a good chance that these are the kind of discussions that we're going to end up having as we go through the summer if initiative petition reform and bills like it uh, fail. But even after that fight, I've been out there saying, we've got to get rid of personal property tax. We've got to protect our farmland. We've got to do, we do something about legal immigration in this state. So there's a lot of fights. None of them are going to be easy. Uh, my disappointment, though, is that I have spent more time in Jefferson City fighting other Republicans that just don't want to be bold about getting these things done than I have fighting the Democrats. The Democrats don't have any power in Jefferson City because their, minor- their minorities are so small. But we have been blocked almost at every turn uh, by our own leadership to the point where we have to slow the chamber down. And the only reason that Caleb referred and started the process finally today is because we were willing to stand and fight. And you know what? We're going to keep doing it. Senator, we appreciate your time. Uh, anytime you want to be on, just let us know. Uh, have a good day. We appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. All right. If you we have some people calling in, if you guys would like to uh, talk about what Senator Eigel there was talking about, what uh, Senator Rowden talked about yesterday, uh, it's, it's to me and Michael Kelly's here, and he understands all this stuff. But it sounds pretty classic, very much like what's going on in D.C. Yeah, uh, or what's happening in St. Louis. I mean, this is what happens when you have one party rule. Uh, you're going to <clears throat> automatically divide up into uh, one side and the other. That's the way it's going to be. This initiative petition thing, I don't know that it's necessarily reflective of the senator's district. Uh, I mean, his district is uh, a pro-choice. It's pro-internet gambling. It's pro a lot of the things that internet the, the initiative petition process will like. Uh, it was anti-right to work. I mean, you know, and that's ultimately what I think the senator wants to do is take away the access that people have at the ballot to overturn these extremist thought processes and— um, and, and that's what he's up to. He's 
uh, probably one of the most conservative, if you call it conservative, MAGA-like uh, senators in Jefferson City. And I don't know that it's necessarily reflective of his district, but you heard with his rhetoric, this is a man who's running for governor. Uh, and I think that sells to a lot of uh, uh, of folks inside the Republican Party. All right. If you guys want to weigh in, f- please feel free. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. John, uh, we're coming to you right after the break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guys, DGS, we have Michael Kelly sitting in with us. We had uh, the president of the Senate on yesterday who stripped away Bill Eigel and another, I think, four uh, people, their uh, committee assignments. And Bill Eigel was just on saying that, oh, yeah, they took away my parking space. And they're just trying to, to screw with us. And Michael uh, helped us to understand kind of what's going on in amending the Constitution and such. Uh, but basically, it sounds like sort of what's going on in the House of Representatives yeah. in uh, in D.C. with Matt Gates and Boebert and people like that uh, versus people like... Uh, Everyone else, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> Mitch McConnell or, or, or any of the other traditional Republicans. Uh, let's talk to John on line one. John, go right ahead. You're on the air. Well, thanks, Dave. Um, let me start off by saying I'm a lifelong Republican and a staunch conservative. And I think Bill Eigel is one of the worst pieces of representation we have in Jefferson City. And that's saying a lot considering the competition up there. But his idea about you know, initiative petition reform, that just means the senators are saying we don't care what the people think. We don't want to have people actually tell us what they think their laws should be. We know better than you. Shut up. Get back in a corner. And it's anti-democratic. It's, it's and the antithesis of what government should be. And as far as getting away with a personal property tax, tell me one tax that people like to pay. There's not a single tax anybody likes to pay. But if you say, I just can get rid of personal property tax and not have a way to replace that, that income for cities, for fire departments, for EMTs, We'll be in, and it'll be in chaos and just because some idiot wants to say, well, I got rid of personal property tax and run for governor. It's, it's an embarrassment. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Eric on line two. Eric, you're up. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just was going to call in and say uh, I don't understand how uh, this ballot initiative is such a Republican talking point. Um, the last I checked, uh, Republican Party conservative values was small government, but now we want to take away the ability to uh, for the normal Missouri citizen to change the ballot uh, or make it harder, um, not take it away. Uh, I just I, I don't see how or why this is such other than the fact that um, they want to be a, they're they're fearing um, what's going to happen to other states with the abortion initiatives. Um, so I, I'm sure that's that's the big part. They're just wanting to nip that in the bud before it mm-hmm. um before it changes or before we are allowed to vote on it, because I'm sure this state will be like Kansas and many other states. 
Very good, Eric. Uh, Michael, you're nodding your head along with Eric. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, if abortion gets to the ballot in the state of Missouri, it's going to be legal. And I think what Senator Eigel and a lot of the true believers as it relates to pro-life want to prohibit the the, the people from voting on it. Uh, Mark on line three. Mark, you're up. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's obvious that all callers before me had the same attitude. Um, but I thought for sure that you would want your people to be able to have a word in government. And you have the Republican Party completely in control, and you can't pass laws. Uh, I mean, come on now. So the people should be able to do something because some of these laws got to be passed, like the marijuana law. And you guys are preventing those kind of things from happening. The, the gambling law, you're preventing from that from happening. Come on, be for real. The people want these laws, and you can't even pass them. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Well, that was unanimous. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, people honest. people like you can't be 100 percent across the board, but people people want to have their own voice heard. And we don't want to have a rule by a minority of people. What percentage of the people in the state of Missouri agree with the position of the Freedom Caucus on this initiative on this push? Well, I mean, it's clearly not even all of the Republican Party. Clearly not. I mean, callers. You know, the, the the folks we talked to yesterday, and clearly, what do they say, five people are pushing for it? Well, you're in a small minority. This is not about minority rule, right? And I guarantee you, wouldn't you guys, Michael, you know, on the Democratic side, yeah. what percentage would agree with limiting this initiative process? None right now. Okay, so we're talking about what, maybe 10% of the population yeah. or 10% of the people who are represented by these people would agree with this idea? 15%, 20%? What well, is it? Yeah, you know, and you're right, and this is part of our problem. I and mean, what we have is a supermajority in Jefferson City right now that's the Republican Party, but it's it's divided itself, guys, and this MAGA stuff has kind of taken over and uh, with a lot of Republicans, and there's traditional Republicans who actually still want to do stuff. They still want to pave the roads and do some of the stuff, and Caleb Rowden's trying to be the face of that. Let's get one more call here. Tim may agree with uh, Bill Eigel. Tim, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good day, gentlemen. Hey, Dave, I get it. Thank you, man. And um, I tell you what, the initiative process has been – how I say it screwed up for a long time. I can go back to the 70s where there was the Natural Streams Act, which was basically going to make off limits everything along the Merrimack for for average people to use it. Basically, we had the uh, what they were calling to call the Puppy Mill Act, where basically it was going to throw away confinement farming of any kind. We're making it hog operations near impossible, and anything with anybody to grow meat. Basically, there's there's definitely needs reform there. And anytime an act is 50 plus one, we keep hearing the word de- democracy and democratic processes po- tossed around here. Well, really, we're a republic. When we get these guys that are a little far on the fringe on either side, maybe we ought to look to their districts to throw them out. We don't need this foreign money coming in our state pushing this stuff. And that's what a lot of this is, guys. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. We have a really smart audience. What? I mean, we, I'm not even just... Sucking up. We have a really smart audience. Quick break. Right back. DGS. If never I you, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.